Many individuals try to find success on a daily basis. But what defines this success? Where does it come from? When you find a passion in your life and pursue this passion, everything can come together to form success. This is Taking Care of Business with David Wallach. Our guests will motivate you to take the next step to your success. Now, here's your host, David Wallach. Good morning, y'all, and welcome uh, to our weekly talk show, Taking Care of Business. Uh, This is the last episode for 2017. Um, Yesterday, many of our listeners celebrated Christmas with family, friends, in churches, at home, or just vacationing away from the daily hustle and bustle. And in five days, we will be welcoming the new year 2018. These five days give us an opportunity to reflect on 2017, uh, which is soon going to be rearview mirror. Learn from what we did well, think about uh, hurdles we had or mistakes we did. And during the year, and more important, make sure that we don't repeat those, but rather learn from them. During the same time, the next five days, if we haven't prepared our business plan and didn't write down our New Year's resolutions, now is a perfect time to do so. So come January 2nd, 2018, each and every one of us is ready to roll, willing and able to take all the good that 2018 will have to offer. My guests today were our guests during the past 10 months. Today, they will share with us their reflection on 2017 as well as their forward-looking for 2018. And I'll have four guests today. My first guest will be Ross Ford, President and CEO of TCN Worldwide Real Estate Services, followed by Kim Moody, founder and partner Moody's Gartner Talk Tax Law, and followed by John Rosenberg, founder and partner of Lev Rose Commercial Real Estate. The fourth uh, guest will be here with me in the studio, and that is Ed Sobel, Vice President Exploration of Black Pearl and Exploration, Inc. As I mentioned, my first guest is Ross Ford. Uh, good morning, Ross, and thank you for joining us from Texas. Uh, good morning, David. How was your Christmas? Christmas was absolutely delightful. Santa did make it to our house, uh, and everybody seems to be pleased with the uh, with the presents that they received, and even more importantly, seems to be happy with the ones that they gave. I see. Uh, did you uh, any cookies left, or Santa finished all the cookies and milk? Uh, well, David, like you, uh, one of my New Year's resolutions is to go to the gym more often. So the truth is Santa did consume all of the cookies to take advantage of the evening. I see. Um, let's talk about business. And uh, you were a guest on my show about uh, two and a half months ago. And um, now that we get off the uh, end of 2017, what went well in your organization? And, and I have to, to remind uh, our listeners that um, even though we usually interview entrepreneurs, you are in a position, a tough position. You work with entrepreneurs. You're a president and CEO of a company that is based on entrepreneur. And, well, good luck with that, first of all. <laughs> but, <laughs> so what, well, went, what went well? for you and for the organization in 2017? Well, on a professional basis, the the things that stood out for us in 2017, like um, most companies, um, and certainly what we teach to all of our members, we began in 2017 a strategic overview of our organization in terms of the direction that it's heading, 
uh, in terms of the value quotient that we strive to achieve for our various uh, the brokerage commercial real estate brokerage firms that are a part of that group and kind of reevaluate where we are in our minds the market is um, building has been building successfully for the last uh, now almost a decade uh, in terms of growth and expansion. And we recognize that that framework will probably change in the ensuing months uh, or year year or so down the road. And so we felt that now was the time. We're going through a strategic evaluation. And what we found from very early on, we queried all of our customers, if you will, uh, as to what it was that they looked for from us. And the first thing that stood out that we learned in this was that we needed to do a better job of promoting our company and the transactions that it generates within our own audience. Um, by that, I mean our 800-plus brokers and salespeople. So um, what went well in 2017, the first thing on the list is that we took the time to go and ask our customers what do we do well and what do we not do well. And then we took that information and have formulated it into an action plan that really is our map for 2018. So when you look back at 2017, um, what is the one thing that you see that didn't go so well or or you guys missed and um, you would like to fix in 2018? Well, I think the the one thing that we missed in 2017 is that we didn't do a good enough job of, of taking the the marketing and the promotional materials that we generated for our own members and use them as a platform to help us to grow membership in markets that we don't already have a location. Uh, and there's a couple of markets here in North America as well as on a global basis that are very much on our target list, if you will, uh, so that we can bring our services and service our existing members in those areas. And so the, the number one thing that we didn't see in 2017 that we're looking to do in 2018 is to use those tools to grow into markets where we currently don't have coverage. I see. Um, now, your organization, TCN Worldwide, uh, covers most of USA markets. Uh, am I correct? It does. It, it covers um, the vast majority of tier one. And and so um, the question for you is, if you look at 2017 and look forward to 2018, which markets kind of, uh, you know, were very active in 2017? And are, do you predict any other markets to join them? And if you predict any markets to join them, where, is, where will you put your money for 2018 in terms of uh, growth in commercial real estate? Well, in in terms of growth in the industry itself, we currently have positions in both Dallas, uh, Manhattan, San Francisco, and Los Angeles. And we see all of those markets continuing to do extremely well and be very strong in the current current environment, in the current marketplace. Ross, can you hear me? Yes, I can. I lost you for uh, the last sentence. Oh, I'm sorry. I said in, I was listing out that, that we continue to see great strength in Dallas, Houston, uh, Manhattan, San Francisco, Los Angeles, and the Tier 1 markets. We would like in, in 2018 to also expand as an organization into Miami and Boston, 
as part of that as part of that growth pattern. Uh, in addition to that, we're currently in conversations with groups both in San Diego and in Las Vegas. Both of those markets are also uh, relatively strong and healthy. Uh, they also are generating an increasing amount of corporate and institutional, not only investment, but also leasing activities. So those are areas that we've targeted here in the U.S. On an international basis, uh, here in North America to start with, we're also very focused right now on Toronto and also on Vancouver. Uh, we see great opportunities in both of those markets. We have excellent relationships in Asia, and those market and the Asian marketplace, from an investment standpoint, is very interested in expanding and, and increasing their investment activities in those markets. Um, you didn't mention Europe or South America for a reason. No, no, I, I was focusing you. David, you led me down the path to start with of North America, so that's where I started. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of Europe, we have a strategic relationship with a group called GVA Worldwide. They're a similar-based entity uh, made up of independent commercial real estate firms. We have a strong alliance with them that gives us coverage through most of Europe. Um, in addition to that, in South America, we are currently talking with a number of firms in Brazil, Chile, and Argentina uh, that we're looking for. And we already have wonderful partners in Mexico who are active throughout Central America. So we have a good initial footprint uh, with the coverage in Mexico and down into Central America. And we're trying to use that as a springboard into South America. So... The question, uh, the next question is uh, kind of, uh, again, a prediction. What are the risks that you see for your industry and in general for 2018 um, in terms of the business world? Well, in, in terms of the risk profile, I think that two categories for our business model. First, on the investment side, um, we are seeing a, a bit of a readjustment currently going on in the in the investment outlook by China. Uh, it appears increasingly that the government is putting the brakes on the quasi private institutional money uh, that is that has been invested. HNA would be an example coming out of China where they have been investing widely. We're starting to see some shift. Uh, in terms of their willingness and their ability to be able to invest in real estate. They also continue to be focused only on the top-tier markets in North America and not so much in the second- and third-tier markets. So that is an area where we think that there is some risk. They could start to pull back, and we're starting to see some properties come back onto the market uh, not long after, actually after they were initially acquired. And then on the on the corporate side, and by that I generally mean leasing activity, um, that market has been very, very strong, but I think that the, the global outlook at the moment is that their view is 2018 should be a fairly strong year, but increasingly companies are looking forward and trying to figure out when that corporate strength, when the growth in profits, etc., might start to cool. Mm. What is the opportunity in 2018 for your organization? And, and, the, well, and the brokers, you mentioned 800 brokers or more. What are the opportunities? Yeah, the, the first and foremost, the largest opportunity is the, the shift in capital that is going, uh, being squeezed out of first-tier markets and even some second-tier markets and starting to look for new investment opportunities on a broader geographic basis. Uh, we're seeing that both within the United States as well as across uh, borders. 
And that is an opportunity for our members, the 800-plus brokers, to be able to advise their clients. If you're a broker in Los Angeles, you should be talking to that client about opportunities not only within the United States, but also investment opportunities in Mexico and Canada uh, to be able to give them an opportunity to dispose of one asset and then reposition that capital in terms of acquiring another asset with greater upside. Uh, greater greater profit potential. So that's the, the first opportunity that we see. And then in addition to that, what we're seeing right now is the opportunity to work with corporate clients and help them to reposition their uh, presence in, a, in an individual marketplace or their growth profile and be able to give them an opportunity to consolidate, use space more efficiently, and even more importantly, maybe look to markets where pre- previously they would have forced themselves or would have felt obligated to go into markets that they think of by name, whether it was a, a New York or a Chicago or a Dallas or something like that, and maybe they should be looking a little far afield. Maybe now that marketplace should be Phoenix or it should be Nashville or it should be some other uh, some other similar market uh, that might offer them not only a strong labor force, but also the opportunity to maybe be, uh, get some, some public benefits, tax abatements, things along those lines. The market right now is ripe for those opportunities. So if you have to choose your one priority from the initiatives for 2018, what will be your number one as the CEO and president priority for the initiative for 2018? Well, the number one initiative for me is to continue to steer the process in terms of our strategic outlook and to enhance the value quotient that we create for our existing members. And obviously, that gives me the opportunity to share that that value quotient with prospective firms. So the number one thing that I want to make sure when we talk again, hopefully uh, in 12 months from now, is that I'll be telling you how we have worked through and wrapped up our strategic overview and exactly what that footprint and plan looks like for 2019 and 2020. Ross, I want to thank you for joining us, and I want to thank you for sharing with us uh, you know, what uh, reflection of 2017 and, and uh, your look forward on 2018. Uh, and I wish you all the best for 2018, your family and you and your organization. And uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks for Absolutely, being with us. David. Thank you. To, thank you. And also thank you. And Happy New Year to all of your listeners. Happy thank New Year you. to you. Um, yep. Bye-bye. Ed, you're kind of uh, here in the studio and, and you come from the oil and gas industry that uh, 2015 and 2016 were, I would say, tough, rough, uh, problematic years. What's uh, your reflection on 2017 as, as VP for Exploration? Uh, uh, hi there, David. Yeah, uh, we're looking forward to... Uh, well, you, you asked me about reflecting on 17, and you know, nothing really changed dramatically in our business. Uh, we are plagued by lower oil prices that have been in effect for the last couple of years, and going forward, uh, they're still around. So we're looking forward to seeing some improvements in oil price. But uh, but we started 2016, uh, sorry, 2017 with a very low oil price, and now it kind of uh, hovers between 50, Five to sixty or fifty-nine uh, U.S. dollar a barrel, and, and and that's a big change from twenty-six bucks a year ago. So, 
did 2017 show a little bit of coming back or you just played it flat well uh, a little bit uh, in the in the the price of WTI uh, it certainly has made a move uh, the producers in uh, Canada um, a majority of our oil is on the heavy side so we are plagued by the wide differentials and that's the difference between what we actually get for our oil and what the world prices and our price is at the mercy of the differential so that differential has blown out over the last two three months and especially in the last month to over $25 a barrel so believe it or not we're seeing uh, a lower uh, net back than we had when oil was at $45 and the differentials were um, you know in the 15 to $10 range Hey, I'm okay if go, oil goes to 45 because I pay less at the pump. <laughs> you, the consumer will always benefit from that. The consumer will always benefit, yeah. Um, so we have to take our first commercial break. I would like to thank Ross uh, for joining us for the first part and uh, sharing with us his uh, looks. And we'll be back with you following the commercials. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit VoiceAmerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into Taking Care of Business with David Wallach. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to dvwallach at gmail.com. That's D-I-V-I-Wallach 
at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. We are back with Taking Care of Business, uh, Forward Looking for 2018, and my next guest is Kim Moody, founder partner Moody's Gartner Tax Law in Calgary. And I understand, Kim, good morning. Thanks for joining us. I understand that you are surrounded by snow. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, lots of snow here, looking outside of the mountains right now. Uh, Nice scenery, at least. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And how was Christmas with the family? Christmas with the family, great. Oh, Love it. All kids were happy with what they received or any complaints? I think they're pretty happy for the most part. Santa was pretty good this year. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, so, Kim, being a, one of the top tax advisors in Canada, uh, how, how do you summarize 2017? Uh, what went well in 2017 in terms of, you know, you work a lot with entrepreneurs, a lot with uh, companies, mostly with the private sector. What went well in 2017? You know, I, I have to break it up into, into two parts. You know, for the first part of the year uh, in Canada, uh, you know, we, we had stability. We had people, you know, trying to recover from a pretty pretty challenging set of times, in, uh, especially in Alberta, where I'm from and you're from. Uh, you know, we had a modest recovery in people that, uh, that are, you know, trying very hard to recover. And then all of a sudden we had, you know, the latter part of the year, starting in mid-July, uh, where, you know, the, the Canadian government decided to release some uh, some pretty significant tax proposals. And I can tell you from that point forward, even to today, there was a tremendous backlash and tremendous, uh, tremendous amount of work to try to, number one, understand the impact of those proposals number two, to realize how devastating those proposals were, and number three, to fight back at it. So first part of the year was pretty good. Uh, last part of the year, very, very dramatic in, in the tax world. I see. Uh, since you brought up the tax changes, um, I understand that, uh, well, your office works both sides of the border in North America. You, were guys, right, yeah. you guys work in the USA as, 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 as same in Canada. And the U.S. is also now announced uh, tax reforms or tax changes. So, since you are active both sides of the of the border uh, with those tax changes in USA and Canada, who has the advantage now? Is American buying Americans buying in Canada, or Canadians maybe buying and moving to the states? Well, I, I think America has an advantage right now. I, I know that there's certain economists in Canada that that would disagree with me saying that, yeah, tax is not all that important. I read an article yesterday from a fairly prominent economist that is dismissing the U.S. advantage. But there's a lot of practitioners like myself and some other economists and that would strongly disagree. And all you have to do is look at my client files and say, hmm, this capital that these entrepreneurs have, uh, they'd much rather deploy in the United States to take advantage of those. Uh, so I, I think with you know, especially corporate tax rate reduction, where Canada does not have an advantage anymore, and the U.S. has dramatically reduced its rate, and and a bunch of other proposed changes that the United States has now enacted into law. Uh, I, I do think the United States has a distinct competitive advantage against Canada, which is very worrisome, frankly. So, so um, you said that the first. Uh part of 2017, uh, you kind of saw uh, the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, second part of uh, 2017, you were looking for the tunnel. That's what I heard from you. Um, 
so looking forward to 2018 and um, working, uh, as I mentioned, your office, majority of your clientele is at the private sector and entrepreneurs. What What is your kind of plan, game plan for 2018 for your clients and, and for the whole tax changes? Well, that's something that we're still grasping, or, you know, grappling with. Uh, the, the United States changes, just to start with that, are they're massive. Uh, and to suggest that anybody knows all of those changes as an expert right now, I mean, that would be an, a complete exaggeration by anybody who does. And so the first part of, I would say, the next six weeks for sure, our office is going to continue to dive into the material and, and, and try to understand it uh, and make sure that we, uh, you know, dutifully uh, uh, give advice based upon, uh, 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 upon uh, those changes and how it impacts Canadians, you know, intermixed with these crazy proposals in Canada. So I would say probably the first six weeks, maybe even eight weeks, will be, will be a lot of studying and, and trying to understand the, 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 uh, the impacts. You know, the latter part of the year will be, you know, we're anticipating even more changes coming. Um, uh, 16, 17, I expect 18, were some of the most volatile years in tax that I've ever experienced. And from all that I'm hearing, 18 will be uh, will follow that uh, that pattern, and therefore our office will continue to uh, you know keep up on top of those changes and and make sure that we understand them and 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 uh, give advice accordingly. It's pretty exhausting, I have to say. But, I see. Uh, that's our job. Kim, I have here with me in the studio uh, in Phoenix um, Ed Sobol. He's a vice president, vice president exploration of Black Pearl Exploration Inc. in in Calgary. And um, Ed, I want to bring you to the discussion with one question. Kim mentioned all the changes in the last six months in Canada in terms of tax for the entrepreneurs, the the people that the private sector, and you guys are. A few kind of partners that work together for many many years very successfully what was the reaction and your I would say your peers and people that you know that are in the same kind of boat what was the reaction when you guys heard about all those tax changes and your friends and, and colleagues well on a personal level I mean uh, devastating I mean just to see what's going on uh, with our colleagues and uh, the small business in general in Canada um, uh, for ourselves uh, our business uh, uh, Black Pearl is a public company so the, the really impact um, is is hard to measure right now but uh, certainly the mood in Calgary uh, from what I understand is is very very poor um, it's not well received and who knows what the real ramifications are going to be they're not going to be good Kim uh, back to you um, so 2017 you mentioned that there was a, a beginning of recovery uh, the first uh, part of 2017 and uh, all the analysts say that uh, Alberta did uh, recover uh, or started recovering in 2017. What is your kind of uh, forward looking for 2018 in terms of uh, whether continued growth or maybe uh, some impact from the tax that will kind of uh, hold that growth or what is your kind of uh, front mirror, <laughs> sorry, front uh, windshield uh, look? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm a glass half full kind of guy, so. Um, As a tax guy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shocking. <laughs> so I'm always optimistic that we're going to see some improvement, um, and certainly I see a bit of that in, in some of our clients. Though to, to suggest using a phrase that just drives me crazy, 
from our provincial government that there's lots of green shoots, you know, in the econ- in, in Calgary's economy and Alberta's economy. I think that's a, a real stretch. Um, I'm not seeing a lot of so-called green shoots. I'm seeing lots of entrepreneurs that are just struggling to keep it together. And so uh, I, I, honest to God, think that the next 12 to 18 months is going to be, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs who, uh, and I've never seen this in my entire career, but I, a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of business people that will band together to ensure that we see a government change in our province. Um, you know, the, the government, in my view, that we have provincially is just a disaster and, and does not contribute to uh, and, frankly, hurts entrepreneurs. And so I, I think... 12, 18 months from now, we're going to see significant banding together uh, to see a, a regime change. And, and if we do get a regime change, I'm cautiously optimistic that we'll see some significant improvements. The only regret I have is that we are not on TV because you had to see the smile on Ed's face when you said uh, when you talked about the provincial government being in the oil and gas industry. His smile, his smile, kind of from ear to ear. Um, <laughs> so. Um, to going to your talk about your office right now. What are what are your initiatives uh, for 2018? For 2018, um, you know, we uh, well for 17, we we returned uh, to you know some much better profitability than we had in 16 and 15. So so for 18, I want that pattern to you know to or that trend to continue. Um, Just because you want to pay tax with the new tax changes, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> but but as as you know, David, being an entrepreneur yourself, you got bills to pay, right? And, and uh, so we want to make sure that we're uh, you know continue that trend upwards. And so I have twenty percent increases uh, that that I want, that I'm shooting for in terms of top line revenue and uh, and bottom line profits. So that's that's the first thing. I want to make sure that we ultimately uh, continue to help our clients. Uh, you know, return to profitability as well, and you know, the little things that we can do with tax. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly contribute that. You know, what what comes with increased profits and increased revenues is uh, is uh, focusing on our existing and potentially new service lines. So, uh, so I've got some detailed plans for that, and including a, a new strategic geographic location that we're working on as well. And so, so pretty ambitious 2018. I'm looking forward to getting going. So you're ready to take 2018 by storm? I'm, I sure the hell hope so. <laughs> you know my you know my stature, David. It, yeah. I'm a pretty big guy. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> going to make sure that I take the world by storm. Yeah, ready, able, and willing. Um, in exactly. terms in terms of overall business, what are the risks that you see in 2018? What do I see uh, for the risks? Uh, too much volatility. I mean, if we continue to have you know, lots of volatility, both in, uh, you know, new legislation. In my world, that would be tax uh, or, or crazy other legislation that sideswipes entrepreneurs. I know the restaurants industry and a bunch of other, you know, retail industries with the minimum wage increases across it. So I would say continuing volatility, uh, market forces that uh, unfortunately sideswipe people. Um, that, to me, worries me, um, you know. Uh, crazy provincial uh, government uh, or even municipal uh, changes that happen can often sideswipe entrepreneurs. So I do worry about that. What, what are the opportunities you see in 2018? By the way, I also smiled when you talked about the provincial government, not just Ed. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, 
what are, sorry, what was your question, David? What are the opportunities that you see for the business sector in 2018? Um, you know, there's there's lots of opportunities, and and I'm uh, as as I already said, I'm a glass half full. So, whenever there's volatility, there's opportunity. Um, you know, one of our one of my good friends uh, always looks for opportunities where others can't see it. That's his tagline, and and so for me, some of the opportunities are in the volatility, um, and so uh, you know, if volatility comes, which it certainly will look for opportunities there and that that to me is for any entrepreneur um not just people like me and, and yourself it's any entrepreneur look for opportunity where there's volatility kim my last question what do you wish for the for the coming year to all of what us and to, yeah and well, don't don't say don't say happy healthy because i'll puke here i'm talking business wise <laughs> business wise Damn, I got to scratch out my lines then, because that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. <laughs> uh, what do I wish? I wish that that some of these struggling entrepreneurs uh, who have, you know, been holding it together on shoestrings finally get something to cheer about, which resonates in their bottom line. Um, and for me, that would, in my world, that would be a personal tax rate reduction because Canada is it is certainly. Um, not competitive right now and has not been for a while and to to hear our prime minister and finance minister you know continue to to tell that you know one of the things that they're they're happy about and proud about is to is to increase that the increased personal tax for the for the so-called one percent to me that's just disgusting rhetoric and i'm hopeful and i wish that we would see a reversal of that uh that would give entrepreneurs in my view something to cheer about. Kim, I want to thank you so much for joining us uh, during your family vacation and uh, go, uh, you know, dress warm and uh, either you go skating or skiing, enjoy the rest of your vacation and uh, we'll talk again in uh, next year. That sounds great. All the best to you and your family. All the best to you and uh, your family and your friends and uh, happy new year. Thanks, Kim. Thanks, you too. Bye. Ed, um, 2018. So you heard Kim, and uh, you mentioned earlier that 2017 was still a struggling year for your industry, for the oil and gas industry. And you are being VP of exploration. 2018, do you see more rigs? Do you see more drilling? Do you see more activity? What do you see in your organization and in the industry? Well, I can only speak for us. Uh, I can make a comment on the industry as a whole. Uh, certainly everybody hopes for more activity and there's nothing like a healthy oil price to spur activity and uh, um, if we continue to see stability in the oil price I do see um, a return to better uh, rig activity better drilling for us uh, certainly um, the, the lower sorry the lower differential would be welcome to spur our activity uh, the more money we can uh, make the more encouraged we are to continue drilling so I'm cautiously optimistic the oil price is certainly trending in the right direction it still needs a ways to go and like I said for our business the differential if we could see an arrowing there it would be a good year 18 uh, would be a very good year so you also see the cup half full like him well we have to in my business you always have to be and in my profession being in your business or in life yeah in life <laughs> uh, definitely in life but uh, my business especially uh, my uh, 
uh, profession as a geologist, uh, you know, really entails managing risks. So, yeah, you have to be positive and you have to be cautiously optimistic. You can't do anything uh, too stupid because you feel good, but you have to make sure that everything makes sense. And uh, when you spend money especially, it has to make sense. Well, that's true for everything. <laughs> um, so we have to take our second commercial break. I want to thank uh, Kim Moody, uh, founder and partner of Moody's Gardner Tax Law, for sharing his views and uh, more than just views, his opinion on a few things. Uh, and uh, we'll be back with you on the other side of the commercials. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now. 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned into Taking Care of Business with David Wallach. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to dvwallach at gmail.com. That's D-I-V-I-Wallach at gmail.com. Now, back to this week's show. We're back with Taking Care of Business, and uh, after... You know, starting our show in Texas, then moving north to uh, Alberta in Canada. Now we are back in Phoenix, and my guest now is John Rosenberg, founder partner of Levros Commercial Listed. Good morning, John. Morning, David. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. How did you celebrate uh, or enjoyed Christmas? Uh, wonderfully. We had some friends over uh, at our house, um, some... I guess the non-Christmas celebration, <laughs> um, and uh, had a nice time. Great, Made some good, some good friends and good people. I think, uh, as you're aware. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, John, you know, it's uh, the end of the year. It's the last week of 2017, and uh, I'm sure that uh, you kind of. Uh, 
took some time to reflect on 2017 and, and what went well in your organization being a commercial real estate brokerage here in Phoenix? What went well in 2017? Yeah, you know, I mean, 2017 for us just continued uh, of this expansion. I mean, the growth in Phoenix has been great. Um, it continues to be strong and we, um, you know, we, we were the beneficiaries of a really good market uh, across most sectors. Um, we primarily deal with office retail industrial, um, but we saw uh, quite a bit uh, in sales and leasing. Um, our, yeah, I was just looking at our year-end numbers the other day, and it's you know significantly ahead of last year. I think uh, our number of sales transactions were up. Uh, overall transaction volume was up by twenty five percent. You know, it's just that uh, it's just been a, and it's not it's not just the market. I mean, I think uh, you know when when you ask what went well, I think it's a tribute to we we brought on some really really good people, um, and they're really hitting their stride. I see. And and is there if when you look back again, um, is there something that didn't go so well? Something that you kind of uh, say, you know, if that would have gone well as well, we'll be way ahead of where we are right now. I, I think so. I think in hindsight, um, you know, I wish we had spent a little more time. Um, you know, if I could turn back the clock a few years, focusing on uh, some of the other uh, investment markets, um, a little bit more on the multifamily. We don't really do anything multifamily. That's obviously been a hot market. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, one of the and, – and then uh, really uh, uh, we just uh, spent some time expanding our office and remodeling our office. And in hindsight, I wish I did that a little sooner because uh, we were – running out of space and kind of sitting on top of each other and and uh, that probably hindered us a little bit this year um, in such a strong year so you almost want to and the irony is you want to you want to spend the time and spend the money um, when things are good but that's also the the, the time that sometimes uh, uh, can can handcuff you a little bit from uh, from growth so so when you look back at the success you had uh, or you're having this year, what is the one thing that you can identify that if you do it repeat, if you were repeated in 2018, it would bring more and more success? The one thing, you know, I'll tell you what the the probably the biggest thing that we did this year, um, <clears throat> on top of really we we brought in a, a sales director this year. We'd never had one before. Um, so I know you're asking for one thing, but I'm going to kind of lead up to that one thing. Um, we brought on a sales director, sales manager, really kind of focus on not only the team and working with the team, but kind of the culture. Um, because I felt that uh, as we've grown, um, you know, we're, a, we're an organization on the brokerage side of uh, 27 people right now. Um, and I think as we've grown, we've probably, um, you know, you start to lose, the culture can easily slip away. And uh, one of the things by bringing on a sales director and and uh, to really kind of focus on that is you can't, I, I was wearing too many hats, so I, I was able to hand one of those hats over, uh, really focus on people getting more involved, getting more excited about what they're doing. And uh, it's it, it really paid great dividends, and I think uh, we're going to focus a little bit more on that in 2018. And we're already kind of planning out 2018. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm going to be, after I hang up with you today, I'm going to be um, meeting with my sales director to kind of start working on the 2018 plan. 
So, um, you know, let's help you prepare for the meeting. Uh, what are your business? <laughs> what, what are your business initiatives that you have in mind right now or goals for 2018? One of the one of the big uh, uh, goals with us is to really focus on making sure we have our systems in place. Uh, one of the um, things that we've really realized and, and spending time bringing in somebody to kind of you know, wear one of those hats is that we start to realize that while we think we have great systems in place, while we think we're doing things well, there are a lot of holes in it. So um, one of our one of our goals is to you know close a lot of those holes and and make sure that the uh, the next five brokers that join our team you know can can do so um, very easily and without a lot of you know and, and hope, hopefully lessen the learning curve for them and that and and our systems. If you had to choose one priority for yourself for 2018, what would it be in terms of the business world? For myself, in terms of the business world, if, if I your would, business, yeah, your day-to-day business, what would be like your f- one priority that you kind of focus on in 2018? Because we're going to hold you accountable and thank you so and much. call thank you, you so in uh, next uh, That's year. Perfect. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, you know, one of the things that we talked about this year uh, uh, and going into next year is really, like I said, creating a systems, uh, creating sort of a, a playbook um, that we haven't really had what I would call a functional playbook. Um, so I think one of my uh, one of my my goals personally is to make sure that we have um, that in place and uh, and really to continue to focus on growing our uh, growing our base of, uh, uh, of of who our team is and uh, you know supporting them in in their growth. John, you know, uh, going forward, um, we look at, at opportunities, but what are the risks you see in your market and in your industry for 2018? Sure, sure. Um, you know, we do a SWOT analysis every year, and 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 obviously the the typical threats that you see are are, are things you can't um, you know always control uh, that we we don't have control over, and and uh, I think I think you know we're we're all kind of wondering what this interest uh, what this uh, tax plan is going to do, and we're also. Um, uh, you know, wondering because uh, it, it, it points to the fact that there may be some interest rate, continued interest rate hikes. So if that happens, um, I think that's a risk. Um, it could also, you know, become an opportunity because I think that that means there's going to be uh, people looking to, you know, act a little, uh, sometimes a little quicker. Um, and uh, you know, I, th- I just think that. Uh, you know, where we happen to be, Arizona happens to be a good place. We have low property taxes um, here, so I think that uh, states that have lower taxes are are going to um, potentially be the beneficiary of uh, this um, tax plan. Um, unlike you know places like California that may struggle a little bit because of the uh, uh, the limits that they're going to put on the uh, deductions. But um, but but I think uh, I think that's a big. Uh, big risk and then the other risk that I look at is is really um, you know growth I mean in a place like uh, Metro Phoenix you know growth is our main economic driver and we've been always you know historically one of the fastest growing states and one of the fastest growing uh, MSAs in the in the US uh, I think we we're 11th last year um, which is good but it's it's much lower than it has been uh, in prior um, years so uh, you know, if, if the growth continues, um, then 
our economic driver will continue and, and filling up all of our vacancies and and it'll be great if uh, you know if there's a shortage of growth. Uh, if it, you know if you drop down a couple percentage points in growth, then then I think that that's a potential risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what are the great opportunities uh, ahead of you in 2018? You don't shovel sunshine, David. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, rub it into the Canadians. <laughs> as someone, as someone up in Calgary, as you know, and uh, spending yeah. some time down here, but um, um, you know, I, I think the opportunities are the same. I think we've got uh, continued expansion um, for now, and and it, you know, all all things are pointing to uh, you know, it really uh, not much of a slowdown, at least for the for the near future. Um, you know, there's not a uh, uh, this this area, this part of the the country, and, and certainly uh, Metro Phoenix is uh, with with growth comes, uh, you know, especially with a lot of the tech firms that have come here, uh, brings a lot of jobs, and um, you know it becomes a, a, just a driver. You've got a lot of a lot of uh, millennials moving here, a lot of kids coming out of school um, that you know are filling up the apartments, eating at all the restaurants, shopping at all the stores, filling up the office buildings and uh, you know riding their bikes around and, and it's just a it's it's just such a great opportunity to continue to seize upon that growth. I think I think if you can seize upon the the service sector um, of that, it's uh, it's it's only going to continue to grow. So life is good overall in Phoenix. So what do you wish for the next year? Well, obviously, on the personal thing, you always wish for you know the 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 obvious, uh, which is the family, the healthy family and friends, and uh, uh, you know continues. And, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But on the uh, on well, the you, business you, side, the business <laughs> on the business side, uh, you know, we um, obviously wish that, that that this economy continues to stay strong. That that our our team that we've you know uh, that we've built and are continuing to build. Um, uh, really has the opportunity to, to, to seize upon that, and that our uh, uh, you know culture here really uh, grows to a point. Uh, you know, we, we we consider ourselves family here, and uh, I think it's real important to um, continue that because you know that's that's our opportunity, and that's our unique. I, I think our unique selling proposition versus other firms. We're swimming. We're swimming with sharks here. You know, with a lot of a lot of other big, great firms and. Uh, uh, we just have to continue to, you know, push forward our our, our opportunities of, uh, you know, being being those guys that people want to work with. John, girls. John, I want to thank you for taking time from preparing your 2018 business plan or strategic plan, and uh, wish you all the best and uh, happy you. new year. And thank thanks you. for joining us. Thank you, Dave. Ed, Ed, um, let's talk about uh, 2018 a little bit. And, um, you know, coming from two and a half years of struggling in your industry, and uh, we know that the oil and gas industry laid off a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But the core people that stayed with you, how do you keep those guys in terms of culture and, 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 and grow and kind of give them the motivation to stay and work hard even though it's tough time? Uh, great question. Great question, David. Uh, that's always uh, a challenge. That's why uh, I'm getting paid the big bucks. <laughs> uh, that's always a challenge. Um, the, the younger guys, uh, let's say 
10 years or less in the business have never seen a downturn. They don't know uh, what, it, uh, what it was like. Our business enjoyed great success until, um, you know, the latter parts of 2014. Uh, so a part of what I try to do and impose and, and some of my partners, the senior partners uh, in our company, we try to uh, educate our guys and give them some perspective historically on the cyclicity of our business and the fact that we do have these downturns and the downturns, believe it or not, are sometimes great opportunities um, to... Um, to, you know, uh, acquire in our business and to build in our business. So um, as tough as it is, we do try to inspire our guys to look beyond uh, what's in front of them and, and look for opportunities. So um, going to 2018, there are market forces we don't control. But what is the one priority that you have as VP Exploration for 2018, and what is maybe the company's one priority for 2018? Well, uh, as, as a company, we, and especially a public company, uh, we uh, are scorecarded on, 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 on how we grow. I mean, our production, uh, where, we, uh, where we excel uh, in our company is, is finding oil and finding it at a grassroots level and building on our uh, building up our prospect list so what i try to instill into my guys is that we got to build the you know the list up and we do have opportunities that we're looking forward to uh, capturing in 2018 and Part of why, what when, I do when you talk about way. opportunities in your business, you mean you have already tracts of land that you're going to drill on? Uh, a combination of both, things that we have acquired over the last few years. We were able to go to land sales and acquire land cheaper than we could before. And, right. and those are the opportunities that I talked about. And going forward, we, we have... Uh, you know, a playlist of things that we would like to acquire and we'll continue to work on those. So it's, 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 it's ahead of us and it's a challenging time ahead of us. Uh, nobody, like you said, nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody knows where the price is going. I have two last questions for you because we have to close the show. But um, the, one, the first question is, uh, Mr. Trump uh, announced the uh, Keystone Pipeline and uh, the Canadian government announced two pipelines to the West. How does it help your industry? Well, the ideal uh, notion of, of having more uh, exports uh, for our business is fantastic. Uh, uh, we look forward to those uh, coming to fruition, but the reality is those are years away. I mean, the immediate impact is minimal uh, to, to none. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, we are struggling with our price. The differential is blown out completely because of the lacking transportation so yes I mean we look forward to seeing those come come through but it's not going to be anytime soon sadly so what do you wish for 2018 for the business world well I mean I think I've given it away already <laughs> I mean uh, it's no uh, you don't need to be a rocket scientist to figure out what I'm going to wish for but uh, a healthy oil price a stable uh, more than anything we don't need a, a huge oil price we just need a stable oil price uh, to continue to do our business and uh, that's really my wish stability 
Perfect. So we reached the end of today's episode of Taking Care of Business, which was also the last one for 2017. I would like to thank my guest, Ross Ford, President CEO of TCN Worldwide, Kim Moody, Founder Partner, Moody's Gardner, Tax Law, and jo- Jonathan Rosenberg, Founder Partner of Levros Commercial Real Estate, and Ed Sobel, Vice President Exploration, Black Pearl Exploration, Inc. I would like to take this opportunity to wish you, our listeners around the globe, and our guest at Voice Am- and our Voice America team, a happy, healthy, and prosperous new year. Special thanks to our engineer, Aaron, and Cassandra, our production PR manager, for supporting me over the last 10 months. I would love to hear your feedback at dvwallach at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram, like me on Facebook, and connect with me on LinkedIn. I'll meet you here next week, January 2nd, in the new year, at voiceamerica.com slash variety. Your host, David Wallach. Thank you for listening to Taking Care of Business. Please join David Wallach again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until we talk again, make your week as great as you want it.